You're listening to Thursday Mornings with Alex and Don. GMAD. Don is a pastor with 40 years experience. And Alex is just as curious as you are. We look at the most important and interesting questions about the Bible and Christian faith. So let's talk about it. Pastor Don. Good morning, Alex. How are you doing? No, I'm doing all right. Yeah, Good. yeah, doing well. Yes. It's getting to that point in the summer where it's starting to cool off until it gets real hot again. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Getting ready for that last big purge of air. Right. Yeah. It's that time when you start to, you know, people are like, oh, finally getting some nice weather. And you're just like, don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Don't acknowledge it. Just enjoy it. It's going to change. Yes. It's Iowa. It's Iowa. If it's, you don't like the weather, just wait a bit. It'll change. Yeah, It'll either right. get hotter or colder. Or, yeah. That many days of fog we had together makes me realize that we're going to have some snow the end of October, beginning of oh, November. Yeah. Be ready. Man, I hope your predictions are wrong. And probably will be. That's well, all right. Yeah, that fog was great. There's there's a couple of... There's one day where I knew I needed, I needed to mow, right? <laughs> and, you know, it kind of sprinkled in the morning, and then it was foggy, and I like get three in the afternoon, I'm out there mowing, and the grass is still wet. Yeah. It's like, whoo, it was sticky, yeah. sticky. Amen. Well, everyone, thanks for joining us again for another episode. So, little... Uh, what is that uh, Latin phrase? Me, mea culpa? Mm, really? Or is, or is that Greek? No, that's maybe Latin. Yeah, that's basically Latin, yeah. yeah but I, I made remember. a mistake. I made, I made a mistake. Um, I got some feedback from the last episode. Uh, the, the Feedback? Actual yeah. feedback? Actual feedback. That's cool. So, and I want to say sorry, because I was really having a hard time finding the right title for that. And I actually kind of read some other articles and uh, a woman pastor who's a really ad- big advocate for, you know, um, I think her article was Equally Called. So if you want to look up that, Equally Called, um, and see what she has to say. That's how I titled it. Mm-hmm. Um, but somehow in like the Facebook, when I posted the link, it has the, the thumbnail picture that pops up as us kind of laughing. Uh-oh. And it kind of looked like we were laughing at the, at the title, at the idea that women would be equally called. Oh. That's not the case, guys. I, it, there was supposed to be a different thumbnail there that was us just thinking, but and I've got a bunch of those like stored up. So I, hmm. I would, I'm, I'm sorry if you didn't get past the title because you thought it might be misogynistic or something like that. That's hopefully the the content within right. the episode would speak to it. Yeah. Okay. But we did get some feedback on that. Um, okay. And I wouldn't normally read just like everything that someone says in a comment, but this one was good enough that I thought we should check it out. Okay. So I guess what I'm trying to say, you know, if you don't like a certain opinion, you know, keep listening. We might change our minds. We might cover it better. Um, well, right. We did not exhaust that issue. No, of course not. Um, you know, there's we could talk here and each episode could be an hour long if we wanted to, but I don't... Nobody'd want to listen at that yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's probably why they, why you try to keep your sermons to about, yeah, twenty minutes or so. Well, yeah, what the bottom can endure. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Um, so yeah, just keep listening. Might change your mind. Might cover it a little bit better, or better, better oh. yet, even join the conversation. Yeah, join the conversation. Yeah, just respectfully. Like, right, and that's the one thing that is kind of hard. Everyone is. You know, we've talked a lot about 
how difficult it is to have conversations with someone, to have a middle ground, to um, be friends with someone who has a different opinion. And you got to have respect first before you do that, right? Correct. And, and we acknowledge that, you know, it is hard with this platform since, you know, you guys are not sitting in front of us. You're right. They are. not No, but that's yeah. just my phone. Yeah. So we understand that part of it and we're, you know, join the conversation. Let's, let's, let's talk about it. And just like Aaron here wrote, um, and it was his first time listening. So, oh, he gets a shout on the first time. Cool. Aaron. But he appreciates the tone of the discussion. Um, he said one question or observation though. I also see a current trend of men disengaging from church life and yeah. lots of other areas too. And I think that kind of, this isn't him talking anymore. This, I think that kind of thought that, uh, we have is maybe we're a little resentful towards men for not being leaders, taking up the cross, being the spiritual um, leaders in their home. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about that last comment there later on too. Mm -hmm. um, but maybe that does come out a little biased towards us. You think it's possibly. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I think, yeah, I agree. Okay. He says, but as I look at Judges 4, I don't see anything in the text that indicates that Deborah's role has come to her as a result of men somehow advocating their responsibility. Mm. In fact, it seems pretty straightforward that her judgment slash governing role was based on her prophetic gift. Deborah maybe hints that Barak should be ashamed to ask her to go with him. Um, on the other hand, there's also no hint that Barack felt any shame or regret about asking a woman to go with him or that he had wound or he had a wounded ego about a woman getting credit for uh, killing Sarah. As far as I can tell, Barack wasn't concerned a whit about who got credit, only that God's people be delivered, which strikes me as humble and kingdom oriented mindset. He wants to know if he's missing something in the text because he can't see anything shameful towards men. Unless I presuppose that women shouldn't be prophets, judges, or governors. And they hadn't been to that Correct. point. So you almost come with that to the text saying, well, boy, that's Deborah comes out of where? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess I was drawing that more uh, from the fact that she was given the word for Barack for what he was to do, and then... His response is, if you go with me, I will go. If you don't, I won't go. And so uh, while she gave the word to Barack for what Barack was supposed to do, it's Barack who gives the contingent that unless she goes with him, he won't go. And that's where I was getting the, uh, okay, so here she brings God's word to him, and for some reason he adds that piece to it. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I was coming from, that he was circumventing his role. He was called to do this, but he wouldn't do it unless she went with him as a way of sort of saying, you know, you can deliver this word, woman, mm -hmm. sure. <laughs> but I'm not going to go unless you do too. Okay. As, and, and I'm not sure there's another place in prophecy, I have to think about this a little bit, where the individual to whom the word was given actually engaged the prophet and said, well, you got to go with me to make this happen. Sure. I, I don't see that. And so that's where I get the, the, the loading of that. 
he was willing to give this up and, and not follow what God was talking about unless she came with him. Okay. And then when you've got her piece that says, very well, I will go with you, but because of the way you're going about this, the honor will not be yours, for the Lord will, for the Lord hands, for you, the Lord will hand Sierra over to a woman. And that's where I get the sexist piece that, that Deborah's coming back at that as saying, okay, so you're, you're, you're getting me in on this. Mm-hmm. And so the Lord's not going to give Barak, the, the Sisera into your hands, actually going to give him into the hands of a woman. I see. And so that's where I was coming out, saying that uh, Barak was not doing, was not re- responding to the word of the Lord through Deborah like most other times they would. Mm-hmm. Instead, he was hooking Deborah in on it, and because he hooked Deborah in on it, then Sisera's was given into the hands of a woman. So that's sort of where I came in on that on that side. Okay. But, uh, hey, yeah, let's keep the conversation going. You have more to share. Well, so it doesn't really seem like Brock was very ashamed at what Deborah <laughs> said. No. <laughs> it no, it doesn't. No. Um. So that one's that part of it, the end, end part of it, it's kind of difficult because it's it, that part of it is kind of what lends towards what you're saying is that I mean is 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 Deborah saying is, is it a dig at Barack being like okay I know that you know you men here Old Testament Jews here you want it to be a certain way you know you're the heads and so if you don't do as I say or as God commands. This is an extra thing. Well, I think it, it's not a dig. dig uh, it's the sexual thing is not necessarily the, the main dig. Right. The main dig is the fact Barack wouldn't do what Deborah had given him as the word of the Lord. Sure. Okay. And and so when you then see this, and then and then it is sexual because of the fact that uh, Cicero is going to be given into the hand of a woman. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of the backstory coming in through, well, I'm not going to go unless you go. Right. And then she says, well, okay, if you're going to add that to it, then you're not going to get the honor for this. Okay. It's going to be given to a woman. So that's where I'm coming at this. I'm not sure it started out sexual or uh, in inequality or for some reason, Barak would not take full ownership of the role that God had given him. Mm-hmm. And that, I wonder if it's because the words are spoken by Deborah. Okay. If that's the case, then it is. He he didn't honor the prophet giving the word. See, and now I can see it in a different way or another possibility. I'd say is that, you know, God knows our hearts. Now, if I were to be given a command from God and I knew it to be him, and I disobeyed that, I would feel that, that that's, that's, a, that's a bad thing, right? Mm-hmm. That's bad, right? That's right. right. Um, so from the, the context of this passage, that's all we can really know. But there's also another part of it where, you know, God knows of the heart. Is there any way that maybe God was working within Barak to um, have it be done this certain way, where now he does not get any glory? He's more kingdom-oriented. He wants to see the glory or God wants to see the glory going to 
the woman, the women involved mm-hmm. in the story. Now, I mean, to God be all the glory, but could the, I mean, it almost seemed like it might have even been a test for Barack to see what he would do, or am I thinking too much into this? Well, maybe we both are. Yeah. Um, I guess if you know, the problem is we come to scripture reading it through our backdrop. Sure. And so we're going to always have that sort of here. Mm-hmm. Um, the Song of Deborah, I would have to go through and see if there's evidence there of, of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Song of Deborah has, um, I'm thinking it was somewhere in the middle of that, where there's a little bit of kind of a backlash towards it. But I do have more to mm-hmm. to open this whole conversation up a little bit more. Because honestly, I never really thought about it. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like reading the Bible, I can see there, God does set kind of a hierarchy, especially in the Old Testament, right? I mean, even back at the very beginning of the Bible, you know, kind of lays out these different roles. Mm-hmm. But the more I think about it, once we get to the New Testament, once we get the new covenant from Jesus, we see the most beautiful part of Christianity and why so many are drawn to it is the relational God. Mm-hmm. Right. So attributing a certain well, attribute to a whole group of people is not something that God wants except for his people. My people we this way. Not necessarily women do this, men do this. There's some suggestions for, you know, I made you to be this way mm-hmm. because of your your uh, your biology. But also God speaks to us in different ways. And we see him using, you know, men, women, um, minorities, poor, you know, even rich, people from all different, very diverse backgrounds, using them in different ways. Right. And there's not really a call for them to be a certain way because of well, where they sit in a social class. Actually, I'd say it's the convergence of all those that probably is where the church needs to be. Sure. Because those many voices uh, all carry a little bit oh, yeah. of importance in the kingdom. Yeah. And, and I guess the polarization of genders, I think, is, is dangerous stuff. Oh, yeah. And I, I guess I still see a need for order. Sure. But but at that point, I don't think men are up here and women are down here. No. That's that's not going to do anybody any good. No. Uh, the conversation it's, it's it's almost as if Deborah brings Barak to a different spot. Yeah, at least he's listening to the Lord at that point, and and they hadn't been moving. Right, and uh, they they felt trapped. Deborah brings this word, and Barak. Well, I'll respond to it if you. Mm-hmm. And it's almost as if uh, he needed her to make this happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the church needs both Yeah. to make things happen. Mm-hmm. But I, I still say, I think in the last 35, 40 years, guys have sort of let down on their spiritual, on, on the call of the Holy Spirit to be engaged in the church. Mm-hmm. And women have taken that seriously, and I think maybe we need to be Debrid, oh, you yeah. know, hooked in and brought back where we need to be. Okay. 
But would you say that that's back at our, at the rightful place where God wants men to be back, back in, leading in the conversation anyway? Okay, okay, fair <laughs> enough. All right, because that's... because basically, the, the the when you talk about the army in in this passage in, Je- in Judges four, they're sort of hopeless. Right. It's not until this word comes yeah. that they're even engaged. Right. And and at that point, then well, I'll get, I'll do this, you know, if you go with me, right. kind of thing, and that's the piece of this story that I think sticks out because it's also the judgment piece that okay, you know, you won't have the glory because that's going to go somebody else because you didn't engage this like yeah. the Lord gave it to you. Yeah, uh, that's a critical piece of this story. Sure. Uh, but then that could be said of but. Anybody who talks about being Christian and is not engaging their faith, right, and uh, doing so in a dynamic way that's actually changing not only their life but impacting, influencing the lives around them, which is what the church needs to be doing. Mm-hmm. And basically, I'd say we set on the corner, the church is set on the corner, and they become bastions of goodwill towards everybody who gets inside the doors yeah but it's not going outside the doors yeah we're not really going into the, all the world right and giving this good news that jesus gave us right so uh we're not engaging either yeah i know there's like some statistic i've seen in the past where it's you know when you're raising your kids in the church the kids that continue with their faith you know, after they leave for college or something, there's a pretty good correlation to how many of those kids stay in their faith when their dad mm-hmm. goes to church and has a strong relationship with God. Right. And it's something like 70% of them never leave the faith. Um, but the ones that don't have a father that engage in it, it it's, some, it's, it's a bad number. It's like 10%, 15%. It's really low. It makes quite a difference. And I don't know what that comparison is. You know, if the if the mother doesn't go to church or it doesn't have a strong faith, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's exactly the same. Well, James Dobson did a study on this. Okay, and it is a sizable difference. Okay, between I mean, mom can go to church and she can take all the kids to church, but it's going to be a much lower number than if dad goes to church too. I mean, even yeah. if he doesn't engage anymore, mm-hmm. it, it's much different. As long as dad goes to church, yeah. there's something about the children are watching their dads as a model. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. For engagement of their faith. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this, this um, I don't know, I felt just kind of bad of how that, the response from that last episode. So I just want to make sure we touched on it a lot and make sure that everyone well, understands where we're coming from. I'm... Thankful for the comments. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Response. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's great. Mm-hmm. We're we're getting on the edge of things. We're yeah getting a conversation. And it's really hard for just us two guys sitting here to judge any sort how anyone's being called. Mm-hmm. Um, because at the end of the day, that's what matters. And like I've said before, I owe like if I want to put a percentage on it, I'd say seventy percent of my faith, what I know about God, my relationship with God is 100% from women's guidance and leadership. And that's not just when I was younger. That's when I was older, too. Because mm-hmm. um, my father didn't wasn't a believer. Um, but my stepfather, Rob, mm-hmm. believer, through and through, always was. 
and so was his father. So I saw the role modeling there, but as far as like what I've learned, um, I have to attribute so much of that to the women in my life. Well, I think you're you're hitting on something very important because the nurturing that women do mm-hmm. that is nurturing faith. Sure. Whereas men need to demonstrate that faith in tactile ways for others to see, and so that's what we're talking about. We need both and. Yeah. Because we need nurturing people of the faith. We definitely need to learn more. Mm-hmm. And and you know our Sunday school teachers. Yeah our youth leaders, uh, but we also need those individuals who are actually going to work out the faith in daily life and show it and model it. Yeah. And uh, that can happen from either sex. Mm-hmm. But I, I think uh, maybe socially we haven't seen men move in faith much unless they're on a big stage somewhere. Yeah. And uh, sometimes that's been good and sometimes that isn't, has, hasn't been so good. Yeah. And, um, uh, so to see men move in our own communities, we need to see more of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I think a lot of this, um, our talks and discussions when it, when it comes down to gender is we hit on the men a little bit because we see the shortfalls there a lot more because we are indeed men. Mm-hmm. You know, that's really, you know, the circles, you know, mm-hmm. men's Bible study and stuff like that, you know, around the town, you know, and we're not res- necessarily judging the women. We're judging the men by what are they doing? Where are they stepping up? How are they involved? Challenging men. Yeah. To yeah. step up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think that men are better when we are confronted by another man mm-hmm. for some reason. And that's not, and that's again, broad term there, but that's not always the case. Well, but part of it is they speak the same language. Yeah. Guys speak the same language. We we understand each other. Yeah. Uh you know, we t- we get embrace uh Ephesians chapter 5 verse 20 to 35 and it talks about submit and then it talks about what husbands need from wives and what wives need from husbands. Mm-hmm. And I think we alluded to that in the last one because women want love. Yeah. And when they talk about each other to each other, they know the commodities they need in relationship. Yeah. We guys, we have to learn how to love. Oh, yeah. That's not something we do naturally. You think you do, and then you and then you realize you don't. Right. But we guys then we know what honor, respect, loyalty, yeah. those things are languages we t- we speak in right. and value. And so when we can talk about those kinds of things, mm-hmm. Then we, we we interact well. Yeah, women have a hard time giving us that piece, and I would nudge that in this current climate, mm-hmm. uh, giving men respect mm-hmm. is one of those things that's downplayed. Yeah, it's almost n- not uh, almost naughty. Yeah, to respect a man in our current culture. Yeah, it's anti-feminist. Well, mm-hmm. I hated to say that word, but yeah, and, and I think we we almost ought to bristle at that. Yeah, that we're not giving men what they want when we know what women want. Yeah, and uh, it's something in our society that we need to correct. Mm-hmm. That being said, it also needs to be corrected in the church. Yeah. So that we men can talk about hunting and fishing and uh, mechanic work and our faith 
with the same level of fervency and enthusiasm. I can talk about my faith the way I can talk about rebuilding a 427. Yeah. 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 I agree with that. Um, I know we have, you know, we have different groups for Bible study because, you know, and I, and, and honestly, one of my favorite Bible studies was with a, with a big group that was husbands and wives. And, uh, that one was so valuable to see everyone and everyone was so different for what they're focusing on. Honestly, I think if you've got a Bible study with three people and you know them very well, I don't know how much you're really getting. You're getting a lot, but Mm -hmm. if you can get one with a bunch of people that are being respectful and can say what they mean, say what they feel, see, say how the Bible is speaking to them, man, so much value comes out of that. Mm -hmm. I would definitely highly recommend anyone Bible study, get a big one if you can. And that's all right. Uh, But I'm also going to applaud some of our young men of faith Mm. that they're looking for places to have Bible studies. And uh, especially before they get in with the sure. spouse and, and that kind of thing. And uh, so there seems to be more and more called men of faith to to be part of those discussion groups. So you older men, call younger men yeah, and, and study the word with them. Yeah, I agree. I think it's what we need, be, need to be doing as a church. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, we're trying to put down women at all it was Mm -mm. more of a i could see the bias towards reprimanding men is what we were doing and i never really thought of that being a a divisive way or a divisive topic but now i do understand how how that can be seen that way yeah it makes it sound like we're saying yeah men get back to your rightful spots up top and that's not what it is it's uh well I think we just need to get engaged, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Okay. Well, that was a long episode, but uh, I thought it was <laughs> a good, uh, good, good way to hopefully clear th- some things up. I hope so. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Don, will you pray us out? I can do that. Awesome. Heavenly Father, we thank you for times that we can be together. We thank you, Lord, for how you work among us. And we thank you, Lord, for our audience and how they are engaging us as well. Continue to guide us, Lord, in your ways to do your will in this present time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, everyone, thanks for joining us once again, and we will see you all next week. Lord willing. Bye. Thanks again for joining us for this week's episode. We are both having a ton of fun making these videos and episodes. And if you're having fun too, please tell a friend about this and help us to grow this mission. Thank you and God bless.